right? Do you know who I am? Anyway, let's give a round of applause for both Eileen and Xavier. So to begin our time, I just want to ask you a question. What do you think made Eileen and Xavier do what they did? Anybody? You have just saw the script? Anyone? What do you think made them do what they did? For Xavier, he's being rejected by his friend, unfriend by his friend. And then for, for Jesus, thank you so much. The kids are, are very well learned about the gospel. It's all about Jesus, right? And so we see that to me is also the foundation of my belief, right? So we have read three Bible passages today. And I just want to labor a little bit and just ground us with the foundation of God, which is taken from John 3.16. Before I go there, today's topic, can you all tell me? What is today's topic? The unreached matters. Oh, you have read the bulletin. Very good, boy. All right, the unreached matters. So what, what is, what's the definition of the unreached? So the first slide comes up. I like this uh, pastor, the way he defined unreached. Unreached peoples are places, peoples and places are those among whom Christ is largely unknown. So that's very important for us to know, to take note, right? Just like Uncle Xavier and Auntie Eileen. Where, they, where were they going? They were going to a place where not many of us would go. They went to prison to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes? Correct? Yeah. So, we know that, the next slide, we know that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, first reason why the unreached matters is because God's love, God's sacrificial love, right? So we know that fully deserving, we, we fully deserve to die. Not just physical, but also spiritual and eternal death. And think of it, think of dying, I think it's very scary, right? For us who know of someone who is going to die, don't, are we not concerned? Are we not scared? Are we not afraid that we might lose our loved ones, like our Kongkongs and our Ma, or even our parents? So to think of the idea of dying is very, very scary. And not to mention, don't forget, that when this time, if we are not rich, if we have not received Jesus, our death is eternal without hope. However, here is the most famous summary, right, of the gospel in the entire Bible. So you, you see the word there, the word for, the first word therefore, it actually connects to verse 15, the previous verse that says that everyone who believes may have eternal life. And it explains what happened to make it possible that someone can have eternal life. And how 
to have eternal life is through believing in Jesus Christ. Okay? So God so loved the world. And what kind of world that we have just read? It is an unbelieving world. If you notice, right, this is an astounding statement in that the context of the OT, the Old Testament, and some of the Jewish writings, it has always been spoken that God's love is only for His people Israel or Israel that we know today. But here in verse 16, right, we see that now God's love is for the world. That means the world includes you, the world includes me. And at one point in time, we are the unbelieving world. Agree? So thank God that at point in time, you realize that you need God. We realize that we need to believe in Jesus to have the forgiveness of sins and also to have the hope of eternal life. Unbelieving people like us deserve to die eternally. But because of God's love, we have that hope. So God's love for the world was not just mere words, right? He didn't say, I love you, and that's it. No, He followed up with an action. And that action is, He gave His one and only Son. He gave one and only Son, which is, which is what we usually hear, I don't know whether you have heard Pastor Chris, uh, example of his family, right? We know that Pastor Chris always mentioned that he comes from a very, very big family. How many siblings that Pastor Chris have? Do you all know? Can you all remember? Twelve. Uh, Twelve. One football team plus one reserve. Or, or a full basketball team. You can play two sides, right? Now, Pastor Chris has always said that in the family of 12, right, one after another being given birth by his mother, whether they are healthy or not, and Pastor Chris being the youngest and the weakest, right? Chinese, huh? or he's a Teochew. Teochew will say, But you don't go back and tell him, huh? Well, anyway, his parents love their children so much, whether they are healthy, whether they are not, whether they are strong or whether they are weak, they couldn't bear to have them adopted out. But here we see God's one and only son, right? But he, what did God do? God gave. God sent. Is one and only Son, so that we may have hope. Second reason why the unreached matters is that God sent His Son. To do what? What do you think God sent His Son to do? Die on the cross. Thank you so much. We close in prayer because the children understand. I don't know about the adults. I don't understand or not. How come the children is the one answering my question? Right. So really God sent His Son... It's a great gift to us so that we who believe in Him may have eternal life. That means to say, our sins and our wrongs are forgiven. But you and I must first believe in Him personally. 
not passed down by dad and mom to you. You personally must understand what God has done in His Son, Jesus Christ. And then, and then you personally believe that Jesus indeed is the one that offers us the forgiveness of sin and the hope of eternal life. So in essence, <clears throat> these two verses essentially very powerful, give us very powerful reasons why the unreached matters. It matters to God, and so it must matter to us. Now that we are mainly and mostly the reached already by God's grace. Amen? Right? So after being made aware of how deep God's love for you and I and the world, then what should we do? Next one, the facts of Romans 10, 15 to 17 will tell us. Romans 10, 15 to 17, next slide. Right, no, no slides. Huh? Okay, never mind. We have read already. Ah, there. How then can they call on one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so there is a logical process to telling others or to telling the unreached about God's love. And people will call on Jesus to save them only if they believe He can do so, right? First one, huh? People believe in Christ cannot exist without hearing and knowing about Him. True? People hear about Christ only when someone tells them about the saving message. And lastly, what about the message? The message is about Christ and the Christ must be proclaimed and someone has to be sent. So in short, my dear friends, how can anyone believe if, he, if they don't hear? And if how can anyone hear if no one is telling them? How can anyone tell them if he doesn't go? Make sense or not? Make sense lah. True? That is why spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth is very urgent. The only way to be safe is to hear and believe the gospel since salvation comes only from hearing and believing the gospel. Now, I guess in very small ways, the church does organise food provisions delivered to the guest workers of our Adopt-Adom ministry during circuit breakers. And whenever the situation is relaxed, we organise outings for them even invite them over to church to celebrate Christmas. Now, it is, a quite, it is quite an undertaking, in what sense? Because we need, we need to get approval from the different government agencies, and it's not easy. It takes time. Yes, thank you so much for the, um, for the photos, right? And because, because it takes time and it's not easy applying for approval, so you notice Pastor Lak Yong, his hair is getting curlier. 
and along with other, other of our, our members of the church, they willingly serve this ministry. Ultimately, wherever their feet goes, wherever our hands do, our lips will speak and make Jesus Christ known. And all of us have to go about and tell about Jesus to someone, somewhere, somehow, so that the unreached people like the, like the guest workers, or even if you, you notice not today, there's quite a lot of BB boys and GB, I think BB boys, right? Some of them maybe they are in, they are involved in the religious in the uniform group, but may not all of them may not know Jesus yet. So now that we know the foundation, the basis, and the fact of what reaching out entails, we look at some ways we can go about doing it. Okay, all right. In the story, the last passage, in the story of the Good Samaritan, is there a slide there, no? Okay, now I. Ah. Okay, in the story of the Good Samaritan, now Jesus, as you notice, he wastes no time to address the lawyer's insincerity when he was asked the question, who is my neighbour? So if I were to ask you, who is your neighbour? Who is your neighbour right now? Hello? You all are strangers to one another. Yes. Stranger is one sitting on the left, on the right, behind you, in front of you, and everyone else in the building here, right? So neighbor said, but how is this question insincere? Well, he wasn't, the lawyer wasn't genuinely seeking to be taught by Jesus, but rather he seek only to justify himself. Why? Because the lawyer was trying to exclude responsibility for others by making some people non-neighbours. Where a more appropriate question that he should be asking of himself would be, how then can I be a loving neighbour? What an irony, right? Because earlier the lawyer said what? You love the Lord your God with all your might, with all your strength, with all your heart, with everything, total being. And now, he's turning his head and asking, who is my neighbour? So, it involves our soul, it involves our entire being, it involves our abilities and capabilities to devote our time and our energy to the things that matters to God. That is which is required of us if we already are believers. This, my friend, would be the right response to the God who so loved the world, you and me, that He gave His Son, His one and only Son, to die and to be raised again. Agree? Say agree. Thank you so much. And unlike the lawyer mentioned, we need to be careful that our hearts are sincere and genuinely love God, love His Son, love the Word, and also love the world. Because why? We were in the world before, the unbelieving world before, and God reached out to us by coming down as a person in Jesus Christ, that we may know Him and that we may have life, and that we may come to the gathering of God's people and sing hallelujah. Now, we have earlier established that the unreached is anyone and any place, right? 
who have not heard the gospel and probably they are unchurched too. Lah. Meaning, the uncles and the aunties at the school canteen, the folks at the bus stop, the shoppers in the shopping centres, practically they are everywhere given our latest national statistics showed us 81% of our population are non-believers. So that tells us they are everywhere. No excuse not to reach out to the unreached. Now, I wonder whether you remember here at Bishan, at the end of last year, where there was a new member's service, right? It was such a joyous and momentous occasion to see both grandfather and grandson to be baptised. Now, the grandson seated on the right, the grandson seated right, with a picture of his parents and the granddad. And you know what? It was said, it was said that the grandson was the one who actually reached out to his grandparents. He reached out until the grandfather cannot take it. They say, okay, I believe, I better be baptised. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But more seriously, it was a beautiful display of the grandson's love for God and the love for his grandfather's eternal life. That's why he did what he did. And now, his grandfather, this man, very faithfully is attending the Mandarin ministry. What an uplifting story, right? We must celebrate that, this kind of... Because why? We stand witness to the marvellous, gracious work of salvation, which we ourselves at one point in time experience. Amen? So the unreached could be our akongs and our amas. Our daddies, our mummies, our brothers and our sisters, our colleagues, hawkers at our wet, wet markets, neighbours even. Bottom line is we do it with our hearts, out of thanksgiving and respond to the great love and mercy that God has already extended to us. And so we see the Good Samaritan unthinkably helping a Jew. If ever you do not know, the Jews... And the non-Jews, for that matter, the Jews and the Gentiles, they don't see eye to eye. So for a, for a, for a good Samaritan to help a Jew, it's like the Ukrainians helping the captured Russian. I don't know whether you all have read that. It went viral. And one of the headlines reads, Tearful Russian soldier surrenders to Ukrainians who feed him and wring his mother for him. This is precisely what the Good Samaritan did, attending to the injured and suffering robbery victim, providing for transport, paid for a room so that the injured could be continued to be cared for and covering all other expenses that will be required. In a nutshell, the unreached could be someone we love, which involves showing care and compassion, and that is right to do, but the unreached even to those in whom we would not normally have any relationship. So if I were to ask you, if I were to come here, you not knowing me, me not knowing you, like that, you come and say hello to me and welcome me, or you run away. Personally, I've experienced both sides. Some people will come and welcome me. 
But others, many others, the emphasis is many others, will run away when we shouldn't. When we shouldn't. Because if I am unreached by the gospel of grace, all the more you need to tell me. You need to tell me so that I don't live a life like in the world, unbelieving world, disobeying and rebelling against God. And so who are the unreached? Now you notice, right? I didn't even preempt many concerns and fearful questions that I get like, hey, what to say, huh? uh, what to do, huh? how should I respond, huh? what to expect, huh? Should I, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, not ah. Uh. You, although you look around you. Here at Bishan, you have the most brothers and sisters who are involved in the mercy ministry. Meaning to say they're involved in prisons in care and aftercare, also known as Basque, brothers and sisters keepers. And them, like a sheep that goes to slaughter. No. I mean, like David who faces Goliath, goes ahead with faith and obedience. There are many more of our leaders and members who are reaching out to the Bishan community, especially the folks in the rented flats here. They delivered food, they repaired dogs. Pastor Adri went to repair doorknobs, door handles, some electrical appliances, befriending by some even went beyond after we the event is over. What do you call that? Sometimes they go in groups, Sometimes in pairs, sometimes alone. Now, all it doesn't matter. All it takes is your heart. Right? All it takes is your heart. For if your heart is in the right place in the Lord, nothing, not even when you are pregnant, just like Eileen, just now we saw, right, in the skit, and Xavier being unfriended, can stop them from things that matters to God and people that matters to God even more. Amen? Okay. I thought I heard Abishan's crowd happening. <laughs> now, there's so many opportunities to reach out and one of the most important things is that you have to be present, lah, right? If you have the heart, you have to be present. Lah. Or even virtual also can. Sensitively quote Bible verses to accompany your, your post, your, your instant grammable food, lah, you know, or your instant grammable place that you've been to. Yeah, then just, just sensitively quote a Bible verse without referencing it to the Bible, right? And trust God to make it work. Build relationships with co local community leaders, serve on community boards, join the Parents Teachers Association. Take part in our Let's Carnival. If you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, run medical legal clinic. Join what is trending now in virtual space. And what is trending now? Urban farming, green movement for sustainability. And the list just goes on and on. But whatever you do, wherever you are, the key is that you share the gospel with your lips and with your life. Or it could be the other way around, your life and then your lips. As in, you could perhaps shift from declaring what God can do for you to what God has done 
for you. This will make your sharing to have a more personal edge that allows others to know and experience God in authentic gospel sharing. And so, there's a recent article written by Sword and Light on Jed Lim, right? Now, Jed became a Christian at the Helping Hand and worked to get his life right, who later said, I sincerely said to God, you died for our sins, and that is very great. I want to be a vessel, to be a light for others because you saved my life. And he goes to say in ending, Instead of darkness, Jet's days are now spent in sunlight. He completed a digital agriculture operation manager course and works on the Helping Hands urban farming project. And this part I like most. He's also faithfully attending Adam Road Presbyterian Church at Bishan. Do you notice? Ah, he's in your midst, but you don't notice him, right? What happened? Eh? I hope you're convicted. And he's looking forward to serving with us. I say not as a boast. Well, maybe a bit, lah, masalah. Big pride. But with thanksgiving that Jed shares his faith. Mind if I say Jed is attending here, Bishan. So sharing authentic testimony could be helpful. <laughs> Furthermore, I'm sure that those who attended the Gettys concert enjoy, enjoyed a wonderful evening of music and songs. How many of you went to the Gettys concert? Hands up. Right. I'm sure you guys enjoyed, right? Very lovely, right? Because music as a tool is very powerful, you know that. I have encountered people, right, in prison, right? You know, when they hear the songs, right? Kan gua e chiu, chiari kap gua chue pua. And then the next, next moment, uh, they're from other faith, no? Next moment, they hear this. Uh, next moment, I hear, uh, hey, Pastor Jeff, what song in two there? I believe in Jesus. Hallelujah! That's how powerful music can be, you know that? So there are different ways, different forms. Not necessarily we stick to the traditional form of always the, the full-time church worker preach uh, and teach you two ways to live. Many ways. Many Not that the two ways to this are no good. They are good. You better learn. You better learn. Because those are our staple diet, okay? But what I'm saying, I personally experience through singing, people hearing, hey, what song is this? It touches them. It convicts them. The next thing you know, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Please verify it with the brothers who serve in prison. They hear the song. They are from other faiths. They change and they believe in Jesus through the singing of songs. And so, God has made it His mission to reach out to us in the first instance. Shouldn't we make the most of every opportunity to make the gospel attractive whenever and however we can? So my friends, Enough with our excuses of how busy we are. Justifying with, just now you see Eileen, the, the skit Eileen, right, being pregnant, right? I think most people will find the slightest reasons not to be involved in ministry. 
person is not the is not the same person, but we do have a lady in our prison team who were pregnant, but who went. And she was heavy and she was big, who still goes in prison. And to go in prison, first and foremostly, you need to walk quite a distance. For I understand those, those mothers who have carried your child before, right? That is like how many kg? Three, four kg? worth of uh, weight in there and then you need to lumber yourself. You're not walking, you're lumbering. And then after that, you've got to stand to share. What do you call that? Those are real anecdotes coming from where we experience in our church life in a different part of ministry. So I just want to encourage you all. Enough with excuses. We, enough of our clever questions and reasons that we have given. Instead, Instead, offer our life as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For you know what? That is your spiritual act of worship. Because the unreached matters to God. It must matter to us. Amen? Thank you. Let us pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, Thank you for your great love reaching out to us while we are still sinners. Christ died for us. Please forgive us for whatever reason that we stopped being excited telling others about your love, your forgiveness, your mercy and your grace. Help us to stop justifying, stop being aloof, fear of being rejected, being ashamed. Stop thinking that pastors are the only people paid to do the job that we may either together or in smaller groups or even individually, with your help, can definitely make a difference. Instead, rekindle afresh our devotion and desire to make you known. Grace us, fill our hearts with the magnitude of your love, so much so that every opportunity that presents itself is an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the unreached for their salvation. For your son's sake, in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, the Lord bless you.